1: So a little behind-the-scenes craziness. This is literally the first time that we're about to go live on a new platform. We're about to go to armedradioglobal.com, and I wasn't going live, so I have no idea if you guys can hear me. Um, I don't know if my microphone's working. I don't know anything right now, but we're about to hit the live button, and I have no idea what's going to happen, so (laughs) this is going to be interesting. So we're going to start Morning Gratitude with the mayor now, and um, so as, as I talk and walk through this, we're getting ready to just start the show and see what happens. This is day one, and I'm freaking out. You can hear me fine? Okay, so do I sound like I'm on a microphone or not? Can you tell me that? You can hear me perfectly. Okay, we're about to hit live, and um, we'll see what's going to happen. Here we go. Live. Okay, so <laughs> it's about to see if we go connected here. Oh my gosh, this is the very first day streaming live. We're outside of Facebook land, and I have no idea what's gonna happen, but it says we are on air. So ladies and gentlemen, holy crap, this is gonna be fun. All right, so guys, this is uh, this is not the smoothest intro, but that's okay because not everything's going to be smooth. I'm playing with new technology and learning. But believe it or not, we are live and streaming on armedradioglobal.com and Facebook. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the very first morning gratitude with the mayor. Um, I'm like freaking out. I've got chills and I have no idea what the hell's going on. And I'm just, just, it's crazy. But we are live. And so this is not the smooth intro, but we're going to have one. So the first thing's first. I want to just say I'm so grateful for this opportunity. This is one of the most amazing moments of my life because this is a step towards something that I've dreamed about doing as a kid. I've emulated in my head and not talking out loud, like some of the greatest just talk show hosts in the world. Like I just, it, this is a dream come true for me and just first things first that none of this would be possible um, without God and, I just like when I gave my very first speech, I made a promise that when I was able to achieve that dream and be able to stand on stage for the first time, I would make it very clear why I was there. And this is no different now. Uh, morning gratitude was born, just so you guys know, morning gratitude was born from one of my really good friends, Sally Gibbs, who was posting a daily gratitude and on, on Facebook. And I thought to myself, you know what? I want to do the same thing, but I want to start streaming live on Facebook. I'm just going to go to Facebook Live and talk about what I'm grateful for that day. And um, little by little, I started noticing different things like people popping up on the screen and the ability to add them. And I thought, well, it'd be fun to interview. And, and it wasn't always smooth. Um, Sometimes people were afraid to come on live and sometimes people were, you know, would jump on and and didn't have a lot to say. And, you know, and and the show was very inconsistent. It was at different times. It was never the same. It was never the same. And one day I went to the Rock Church and heard T.D. Jake speak and he told a story about. Uh, you know, focusing on the things that you're, he was talking about focusing on the things that you have and not the things that you don't. And he was using the analogy of an airplane trying to land with one wing. And, um, and I thought, you know what? I've had all of these things fall through. I've had all of these business deals and these sponsorships and all of these things have just fallen through. And, 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 and I, I focused on that and it bothered me. And like, I thought I was going to be on TV and I set myself up for all of these things that I thought were going to happen and they didn't. And that mindset of focusing on what I didn't have affected me from noticing the opportunity that I do have. And that opportunity was on Facebook Live, and that opportunity was the fact that I had Wi-Fi. And that day after speaking, I made the decision that I was going to start reaching out to people and saying, I want to hear your story. And I started treating Morning Gratitude with the mayor as a real thing, a real show, something I was proud of, Um, something that I was blessed to be a part of. And you guys, and again, we're streaming live now from Facebook. um, And, um, you know, so you guys that have started with me and have been with me on Facebook, you know how much I care about this. But our new audience on Armed Radio Global and soon iHeartRadio and other other channels, like this is something that I've dreamed of since I was a kid and, and an opportunity that I do not take for granted. Um, so we are going to have a lot of fun with this show. We're going to try our best to incorporate the Facebook audience and the Ar- armed radio gl- audience. And we're going to have a call in feature soon. Um, but we want to have you. And if you guys want to join the party on Facebook, just check this, look up Joshua T. Berglund, AKA the mayor, uh, morning gratitude with the mayor. You'll find us. There's several pages on Facebook. Um, join the conversation. Um, like it's, it's amazing. We can see all of the comments and we're going to be able to punch people in live and have you be a part of it. Um, the, the purpose of this show guys, uh, for those of you do not know and are listening for the first time, the purpose of this show is of course, gratitude. And, um, and I'm going to segue back into something in just a second, but it's gratitude, but then it's also showing the passion and purpose behind the brand. Now, the other thing that has changed a lot with the show before it was all about having CEOs, entrepreneurs, um, celebrities, people like that. It was all about them on the show. Um, but really, I want this platform to show that everyone has a voice and it needs to be heard. Like there's somebody out there that needs to hear your message, um, whether it's one people or billions. You should have a voice like God put you on this planet to you have a purpose. Right. And that gift that you've been given, that purpose that you've been given is meant for other people. And, and whether it's for one person or billions, that that is something on this show that we wanna be able to show is that you all have a purpose and you all have a very profound reason for being here on this earth. So that's the gist of what this show is about. But the first things first, I would not have this show um, without gratitude. And for me, and I made a promise that I would do this. So now we're segueing back. And forgive me, I do jump acro- all over the place a lot. But um, for me, me being able to live and immediately run to gratitude every single morning when I wake up, it it, it starts with my relationship with God and the work that I do in the morning. The the um, my my morning routine is everything to me. My quiet time and devotional. So, you know, I. I believe it with all my heart that if you're going to live a life of gratitude and you're going to live a life of purpose, you have to start your day the right way. And you've got to feed your mind with the right things so that you can take on, you know, the enemy's attacks and the enemy's attacks will come at you. I experienced it last night in the most profound way. And thank God, Karen, was next to me and was able to like to pray because it was I honest to God felt like I was being attacked by something and it wouldn't stop. And it was the scariest, one of the scariest moments of my life. So to say that without going into it, I want to read something to you called Chosen. Um, And we're going to start every show this way, because I think that if you start your day off right, you're able to ward off attacks. You're able to the end of the day. You're not you don't you're not left battered and bruised. You are you know, you've kind of built up some protective armor for that day to take on the day because life happens. It doesn't matter what kind of life you're living Life happens. You can be the the patron saint of awesome and (laughs) things are going to happen to you. You know, no one lives a flawless life. Um, So you guys, this is something that um, is important to me to start the day. So we're going to start every single show this way. And it's not meant to offend anyone of different faiths, because frankly, these lessons apply to everybody. It's not whether you're a person of faith or not. Um, But I'm just really, really thankful for the opportunity on radio global um, Joe just posted where you can tune in on tune as well. Uh, first things first chosen, but you are a chosen people, a Royal priesthood, a Holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. First Peter two, nine when we, we all need to feel accepted. We need to belong. In fact, sometimes those longings can be mistaken for, for feeling hungry when we're lonely or feeling unwanted maybe our parents were never satisfied with our grades or our appearance maybe our spouse or the people who at, people at work say critical things that cut us to the core those experiences make us doubt whether anybody anywhere truly accept, uh, accepts us as we are the great news is that god does accept you just as you are you are a member of god's family you belong you're god's special possession he didn't choose you because of how you look, what you do or what family you were born into. He didn't choose you because of how many good things you do for your church or how successful you are as a parent. He chose you for you. So that is the general, I mean, again, this show guys is, it's all about living your purpose, living your dream and living out why God put you here in the first place. Um, this, you know, I, that, again, that is the essence of what I want you to grab. And I hope over the course of this journey on the show that you guys are able to take some insight from our guests. You're able to learn something and you're able to apply it to living the life that you were destined to live. So that said, guys, um, first things first. Now, well, not first things first. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just talking now to talk. I'm um, but I'm. I have the show, again, is always going to showcase guests. And even though we are a little bit out of whack in the sequence-wise, we're actually now going to officially start the show. Um, I have an amazing guest, guys, that is just um, a really, really amazing dude. And I've gotten to know him over the course of the last, what, it's been about a month? A month. Okay. Lovely. And I'm going to pull him into camera in just a second because um, he's actually in our studio, which <laughs> the studio is gonna change a little bit too as we speak. And again, um, but I've it's funny how people can randomly come in your life, and I do randomly in air quotes because I don't believe that anything is random. but um I have I've gotten the I've had the privilege of getting to know somebody through the internet that I had not ever met in person until last night, but I just so happened to meet. Her boyfriend before I met her. And it became I like an instant friendship. And it's, I'll be honest with you, it's hard for me to have bring people into my life where I'm it's like I consider a friend and somebody that I talk to. And it's hard. It's just easier for me to keep people at a distance. But lately I've had these people that have come into my life that I want to keep close. And it's something that it means a lot to me to be able to do. And I was thinking about that this morning is like, dude, I never let people in my life. And here I am. I've got people at my house and they're hanging out. And so I, um, anyway, so last night I had the privilege of meeting Jessica, your girlfriend for the first time who I've known way before you. Um, but I've gotten to know Chris, our guest and, I got to tell you something. I've never seen somebody so on fire to re- just make a change. And it was when I first met him, I got to see the light bulb of his purpose go off. And I kid you not, most people wait after the weekend to go pursue their purpose. That dude waited about five seconds, and he took <laughs> off <laughs> to Arizona and, and just – Immediately started the process of going for what he felt called to do. So there's no entrance music today because things are just going to get awkward uh, with the entrance <laughs> music. But um, I'm super stoked, guys, ladies and gentlemen. Chris, come on over, ladies and gentlemen. Meet Christopher Dixon,
2: How's it going?
1: and he's a real person. So just in case of like you people that uh, just know him from online, sometimes it's funny. Like it's hard to know that people are real, right. like because you're looking at them through a screen all the time. But I assure you, he's real, and I actually knew him in real life before I knew him online. Yeah. So it was a great pleasure for me to introduce Christopher Dixon to the show. My man, good to see you. Always a pleasure. Always so we had him on the show. I think you guys saw him on a live when we were doing a normal morning gratitude show. And unfortunately, technical difficulties happen. Yeah. Um. And they and they do happen, unfortunately. But I am. Um. You were you're in the middle of sharing a really really great story. And and it got cut off, and so it was important to have me back, have you back here, especially before you take off for Arizona. Right. Um, but first things first, just staying true to the show and what it's all about. Chris, can you tell us what you're grateful for today?
2: Man, again, and i said it before. There's just so many things, but as of late, I'm really grateful for having certain people in my life that have that have started to come back out of the shadows and let me know that they're there, that they've always been there, and they've. And this is just the right time. So I'm really grateful for the, the small collective group of people that have always had my back, that have always supported me, that always let me know when I really needed sure. the most that they're still there. Um, and, and more importantly, I'm, I'm glad to have, have met myself um, uh, so just as of late that came uncovered that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not lost. Right. It's reversed. I've been lost because I've always known that I was destined for bigger things. I always known that I was, destined for greater things and always the purpose and and my passion with them which is what I'll be sharing with everybody today I've always known it's there because I've maneuvered around it I just never knew that person right and so as of late I've I got to look myself in the mirror and say hello and (laughs) so it's not that I it's not that I'm lost trying to figure it out I've been lost and now I found him and now I just want to give him away to everybody so um, that's what I'm grateful for. And you, uh, self-reflection. And
1: I have to tell you something. It is not it's not hype. It's 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 tenacious. Like it's it I'm I'm a guy that I would consider full of energy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a relentless energy. But right. dude, like when you see other people like that are on fire, and I mean just ooh, with full, I mean like almost like a tornado of energy, yeah. That is you like pursuing this this thing that's that's it's pulling you, it's calling you. Like, what is that? Where did that come from? Because you're so, so freaking motivated. I've never seen anything like
2: it. It's because I know. And I just, as a matter of fact, Jessica and our, our conversation is so natural, blissful, organic. And it just travels to depths that I don't know because I, I resonated with something that you just said. It's hard for you to let people in mm-hmm. same for me. I only let people get so far. I only have let people get so far. And then it, what it happened, what happened to me is that, and I just realized this is that I maneuvered around my life and my environments and my relationships and my friendships and my partnerships with my own agenda. Right. So it was me. It was literally, I was living out a killer be killed mentality. So it's like, okay, I can only let you get so far. and You haven't beat me yet. So I'm now going to take everything from you for my own purpose. And when I'm done with you, stage door left, go ahead and exit. And I would end up pushing people out so that this, this new tenacity, this new driving force is I'm submitting, I'm being vulnerable and I'm learning to let people in. And I just was on the phone with a buddy of mine that was a personal trainer where we had a connection. But we never, like, we never really meshed. And I don't know why. As of late, I don't know why I'm, I'm getting these tugs on me <laughs> to reach out to people from my past. And what I, what, what, what's new in me is pulling out all these stories that I need to learn. And his question to me was the exact same thing. What happened to you over the last couple of years that we lost connection? And I told him I was like, I met me. I met who I've always been. Who I've always been. I met him. And I want to let him go and I want to let him, I want to submit to him. I want to submit to whoever might serve my purpose. I've, I've gone after it and then I've dabbled in it and I've, I've got a, a small little portfolio of, of time spent with, uh, with less fortunate children in the homeless communities and getting out there and trying to give back as often and as much as I can. But i have only limited to myself cause I never knew how much of an impact that can make on people. Sure. But at the same time, I figured it out and I was scared of it. I was scared to get out there and just drop everything and not know where my next dime was going to come from.
1: So, how'd you overcome that fear, though? Because a lot of people that are listening, um, Veronica, good to see you. Jennifer, Tia, Penny, Jody, Barbara, Jennifer, Jessica, great to see you guys. Um, and again, if you're listening on armradioglobal.com or tune in, um, Check us out on Facebook. We're streaming live. Ask questions. Uh, look up Joshua T. Berglund or Morning Gratitude with the Mayor. Uh, we'd love to see your questions um, or see your qu- Yeah, we can't. <laughs> we'd love to see your questions because we can't hear them yet. Um, so, but how did you get? A lot of people that are listening, yeah. they they're they're on that line of I see what my purpose is. I want to I want to go for it, but I'm scared. How did you break through? I submitted. One word. What made you submit?
2: <clears throat> Man, that's a good question. I've never really thought about why. Um, I've. Again, I, I guess I'll just I'll just date it back to the fact that I've always known that I've had this purpose.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I never knew how to get go after it until I made these connections with you, with Jessica, with Veronica, um, with some of these people I've had conversations with. And as I talk to them and tell them my story, I'm they're bringing things to life for me that I didn't realize. Right. So when I realized what my purpose is, and that's really ultimately what I wanted, and I've already put it together in my brain, my, 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 okay, I understand the question. Now Now, now I got my answer.
1: <laughs> I took, I, I met. I uh, talk in circles sometimes. And, you know what, and, I, and, and sometimes <laughs> you always got to circle back to
2: connect the dots. And I get it. Okay. So how, how did I figure it out? I, so I met you. And I'm thinking a beer, shake some hands, have a conversation. We're good.
1: No, that made you watch your football, man. Eight
2: hours, I got to see you in the element. But not only that, man, I told this to you and I told it to Roman earlier today is that I was so pumped and energized and listening to Dom's story, listening to your story, listening to – but all of you guys have elements that gravitated to me because of my purpose. This is my purpose, like your history, your story, where you guys come from. Is my purpose? Is what I'm trying to is what I'm trying to do to save somebody. I
1: was about to say to save us from it. <laughs> <laughs> Get
2: it before it starts, right? Yeah.
1: Oh God, I know because I mean, honestly, that I look back at it and going, if I would have known at seven years old to scream out for help then, mm-hmm. if I would have just screamed out for help then, all the chaos I could have prevented. If I would have known it was okay to speak out. And have a voice, mm-hmm. and, and 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 like so, I I appreciate people like you that see that and go. I want to stop it before it gets to. I mean, our, again, without we don't have to, we're not going into my story right now, but we don't. To be, if I could prevented any of the jail stays, like, <laughs> how would life be different, right? So that's mm-hmm. the importance of what you're you're seeking to do. Like I admire because it takes people going. This isn't right. We need to like help people have a voice. Hundred percent.
2: So my epiphany was spend that time with you and seeing your guys' story and connecting to what I shared with you, which I'll get into as well with my little brother. Yeah. So even and and don't judge me, but even after we don't judge much, you, even the amounts of cocktails we were drinking in that eight hour period of time, <clears throat> I was so pumped up and jacked and so on an, on just a natural and energetic high, I wasn't even, I was sober. The yeah. drinks didn't even affect me. <clears throat> so against your kind words and your <laughs> and your uh, don't do it, I drove five hours to go to be with Jessica because she, we just have this kinetic synergy that's so stupid, dumb, crazy that I've never experienced before. It's just, it's insane. Unfortunately, when I got there, I got sick. So it put me down for four days where I've had, I spent in, in, in the past, it would have been the worst place for me to spend is in my mind. Mm-hmm. going through all these thoughts and playing tug of war with what's right, what's wrong and why. Instead I'm going my, I was in my, my, my psyche and in my, my subconscious getting detoxified because I was in a, I was in a safe place and I had a lot of stuff that I was going on and I was just peeling back layers and shedding dead weight. At that point I got in my car on the fourth day and I drove home enough time to go to work, go to my job, which I also loved. Right. But when I woke up that morning, I had this overwhelming feeling of energy and gone dead weight. And I'm driving to work, I'm like "Soup! I'm always early, it's just my process, but I was extremely early. And I was on the phone with Jessica and as I was driving, something just hit me. It's like you, your purpose is you just found. it." So how did I submit to it? I was, I'm very, I've been in sales all my life and I'm gonna toot my own horn because I'm very good at what I do. And the reason why is because I, I pride myself on relationships. I truly get to know people and I'll have them for decades. Right. Nobody understands that people do, but nobody in my circle understands that. So I thought I can take somebody who makes a million dollars a year, buys a $30,000 piece of furniture and something happens. First thing that person does is get on the phone and want to take a crap on somebody's life because they're entitled. Right. I have the ability from the minute they take a deep breath and want to get after that person that answers the phone, they're done. They stopped in their tracks. They're like, whoa. I'm definitely not going to get over with that attitude with this guy to the point where I can handle these people and get job offers, get baked goods, get told that I should be training this program. I should be training these protocols. I should be running these companies. So on my drive to work, as I'm evaluating all these people's lives that I've touched and changed based on just the component of customer service, I wonder if I have done all my my service work. But if I would have taken more time to do this with one person and give it to them for free, mm-hmm. put my arm around them, tell them I care and learn their story and take my ability to build that relationship with them and wondering how much more powerful could that concept be? And boom. That was my pervert, my purpose's dot connecting. And I that's when I submitted to my calling and my purpose. And that day it went into it went into effect almost immediately. I went in, didn't clock in because I didn't want to take another dollar from the company. I sat at my desk and with the 15 minutes, <laughs> I sat at my desk for the 15 minutes that I'd normally go through my process and I'm pondering this. Unfortunately, unfortunately for the system, for the situation, my leader, my, my the person that was developing me wasn't there. She was off for the week. So I had to make the decision right there because I didn't want to, if I don't want to clock in for today, I'm not going to clock in for a week. Mm-hmm. So my trainer was there and I got already connected with her and she already seen a bigger version of me long before that was put a succession plan in place, which I was two days away from doing with one of the directors there. And she knew that it was, I was leaving it's before I could even tell her. But I told her my story. I told her my why. I told her my purpose. And then she felt compelled to tell me her story. Right. That she associates with my purpose starts telling me about her family and her, her sis. So my walkout turned into a therapy session with this trainer. <laughs> but what it ended up doing, which was powerful to me is that it, un, it took the blinders. It cleared the clouds away from, from what I thought and showed me my purpose in real time. Cause as I'm walking away from my team, I'm realizing how much of an impact of an influence, just me showing up to work and sitting at my desk and helping people was to that team. So they were both sad and and they were happy and sad at the same time, but they were congratulatory and told me, "Let's stay connected because you are in the bigger things, and I want I want to support you." So instead of just gathering my desk and walking out, it literally took me an hour to leave that office. Space. Sure, and I walked away with four stories and like seventeen connections, and they're all some of them are on here now, some of them are waiting to tune in to the live. They're um, they all like the support and just the influence that I had was crazy. So that is where I became. I've submitted to my purpose. It was happening in real time.
1: This is amazing. Uh, Veronica. Good to, good to see you. Avedon, good to see you guys. Um, there's just, wow, this is amazing. If you guys have questions for Chris, your sister's my sister is here. Yeah, my What's sister. up to your sister? Um, <laughs> if you guys are listening now and you guys want to see what this is all about, if you want to interact and ask questions, um, please go to, you can go to my Facebook page, um, at Joshua T. Berglund uh, or just look it up, look up the mayor, look up morning gratitude with the mayor. You'll see it. Uh, we'd love to see your questions. If you guys that are watching on Facebook now have questions. Um, yeah. Please feel free to ask questions. This is, this is a trip, man. This is, this is fun. And I don't, it's and and, for, and forgive the ADHD because mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, it's funny. Like I'm talking, I see one side of the audience over here, yeah. which we can't see. And then we see this audience and it's and it, it's kind of fun, yeah. but it's stimulating my ADD a little bit. I, like it. Um, I so I I've, I've gotten to know your story, and and it it is it's inspiring. But it's even more than getting to know your story; it's feeling your energy, like right. being because I I knew your energy from your because we met in person first. Right. Um, so I know that when you post on Facebook and, and social media. I know where it's coming from. It, it, there's a lot of spirit and soul and heart behind it. There's no fluff. And a lot of times when we're, what is the purpose for those of us? Wa- what is his purpose for those of us watching? Oh, well, I'm going to ask you that in a second. That's a great question, Jess. <laughs> a really good question. Um, I lost my train of thought. So we're just going to ask you, what is your, what is the purpose? What is your purpose? <clears throat> so my purpose
2: <clears throat> is to help, is to get into the younger minds before they're too far gone so that we can't help them. Right. Whatever it is. Um, I used to volunteer as a big brother, big sister. I was an advocate for that organization for a very long time. I also, once I moved here to San Diego, I met with a guy named Kai Dickens and I used to do some work with him um, out of YMCA sits on the board of directors. So my purpose is as I've sat back as a kid, let me, I'll get to my purpose I need to go through this so, you, like, so there's there's a segue so you can you guys can get the full story as a child this is going to trip a lot of people out because I'm not a product of foster care I'm not a product of, of of child abuse I'm not a product of of drug related environments i'm not I'm, i wasn't an addict I don't have those families. I wasn't a product of alcoholism nothing in my life that I've been through and I've been through a lot has ever truly broken me like I'm not somebody trying to piece myself together I was born this way So for
1: me, you and Lady Gaga, (laughs) sorry, had to.
2: So I was, I was born this person to figure it out. And so as I've done this, I've seen very objectively people go through the foster care system to learn about people that are adopting children and getting the gist of how that program works. I've also been the person that has learned the lessons, like I'm going to push, 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 push until I realize that's not for me. So I, as a young adult, I and, and that's what I was. So as a young adult, 16 to 17, my dad was a womanizer. My, he left my mom with me, my brother, and my sister were very young. And then as I got older, few and far between his visits came and were ever had. And it was only our birthdays, Easter and Christmas. And even those didn't even happen. So as I walk and I learn and I see my sister, I love her to death. And I see my brother and I love him to death. As I see the difference between me and them, I realized that I'm a builder. I'm a fixer. It's what I do. I'm the guy that comes to everybody's aid and help you figure it out.
1: Ladies, he's taken.
2: <laughs> and I don't want to build you guys and fix you guys anymore. That's my, <laughs> And that's my purpose, what I've learned. So my purpose that I've learned is that I'm putting myself out there because the only thing that's going to fix people is to give them my gift and allow them to find the value inside of themselves and go after it and fix it themselves. And so as I started working with younger kids, I my influence of learning what I've been through, I can relate. Not only in, this, in the sales game, in the sales industry, what I learned about relationships is I became a chameleon. I can maneuver in so many different walks of life. And some people don't even know I'm a guest there. And so the same thing with kids, same thing with going into these broken, distraught communities. But even moreover, I'm looking at the politics. And I'm not going to go there, guys, because I don't do politics. But then I'm looking at I'm looking at the prison system and I'm looking at I'm looking at crime and I'm looking at the homeless communities. I'm looking at children. And so as a young adult, I, I adopted a homeless guy.
1: Right. I
2: adopted a younger child mentally where I would I would meet up with him and I would learn his story and learn about his family where he was getting his education or lack thereof, where he was getting his life nutrition. Sure. And it just, it always has weighed heavy on my heart. And this is what I did, is I looked at the perpetuating cycle of crime and children. So if I can get them there, I believe single-handedly, if I, that kid never has to steal a morsel of food because he's hungry, he doesn't understand how, how easy it will come by if he just takes it. If he doesn't steal that piece wow. of food, he's never going to steal a pair of shoes that's far more valuable, which is going to lead to him doing an armed robbery and jank, jank somebody's purse or rob him at the ATM. Well, now you're committed. He's already committed to a life of crime. He's already institutionalizing himself before he even gets there. But this is also what I know. If I was, a, if I was a homeless person, if I was, I didn't have that knowledge, I would instantly try to get arrested because just what, what did I provide for myself for free? A car ride and a place to stay, eat and sleep, and I got education. So I'm eventually going to get out there. You don't want me there because our, our prisons are overcrowded. So what am I going to do when I get back on the street and I have no skill sets, but now I have a blemish on my record. Nobody's going to look at me. I couldn't even go straight if I wanted to because I'm not going to have the the life tools, the life purpose to get a door shut in my face and be resilient to knock on the next one. No, I'm going to go commit crime because nobody's not going to give me the chance. So I'm going to do what I know.
1: So what are you saying exactly? What
2: I'm saying is if I can, my purpose, if I can save a child from ever going down that road and then another and then another and then another, I single-handedly can start reducing the people that go to prison because
1: they're not going to be committing the crimes because they're going to get. So how do you plan on doing that? Cause that's, that's a lot of people will say that a lot of people talk about, we're going to help. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But print, printing fancy t-shirts and, and doing, um, um, and, 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 and just talking about it. Like what action are you going to take to do that? Like, what's your plan? Because a lot of people, again, like we love the ideas. We get all hyped up. But what like what actions are we going to take to try to battle this problem that we feel so compelled? Tell us what your what your plan is to change this for 100%. people. So
2: I've been working on this project for seven years. I've had a business plan like three or four different times. Wow. I've had board of directors complete until I give them my idea. And so what I my my plan is to launch a food truck. Okay. Because I don't want to print fancy T-shirts. I don't want to disconnect with the people that are supporting me. I want to build relationships. So they know exactly where their donations are going. I want to build that support by giving value to them first and okay. then allowing them to elevate me to where I need to be. So my idea is to start with my brother, my brother, my brother and I have never really had a solid relationship because we have the same bloodline, but we're completely cut from the different from way different fabrics. Wow but I love my brother and I'm, I'm the protector of my family. I'm, I, my, my sister said that's, I'm her little big brother and I, that's who I am. That's what I am. That's who I am. So for me, um, I want to start with my brother because that's, that, that's my life work right there is to save him because he is now part of my purpose. He is a recovering drug addict. We all went different directions as I'm putting band-aids on things that happened in my life so I can continue doing progressing and failing forward, moving forward. Sure. I'm solving these little instances that happen in my house in my life and putting band-aids on them until they just disappeared. My brother, he was, you know, wasn't as popular as me, didn't have a lot going on. He was a chubby kid and kind of nerdy and, and, and I'm chubby. And recluse to where he wasn't, he was socially awkward and he didn't have the maneuver around the groups of friends that I was able to to make. And so he got picked on a lot. He got bullied a lot. And I that's when Big Brother the superhero comes in and defends him. And I didn't think about it, whether I beat some kid up and put him in the hospital, what was gonna happen. It was my family. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. Touch my family, that's the quickest way to piss me off. And me to see red, I'm after it. I go for it and that's it. <laughs> because it's my family. It's the only thing I'll ever have at the end of my life. It's tattooed on my wrist. It's the one trust in family is like two of my biggest staples and principles that keep me moving. At the end of the day, my I want to take care of my family. That's what I'm supposed to do. So my brother turned to drugs, and that and the drug scene—you got people coming at you all the time. It's just for all the wrong reasons, but sure, no. So you now he has his own crowd of friends, and he's thinking that he's being in, received and, and and their friendships, and they they all care about each other no. because if they cared about you, they'd tell you no. So when I figured he was out on drugs, I I, tried to, I got angry, so I was combating, I was adding to his, I was driving him deeper into his iniquity because I wanted to protect him, but I didn't know how to because I'd never dealt with it. Sure. So my brother essentially. Abused that that particular drug for roughly half his life. From sixteen, he's thirty six now. He's been clean for three years. So yeah, half his life, he's been a, he was a, he was a drug addict, so good at it that he was functional. He could hold on hold down a job. He could take care of things. He could cook, a masterpiece cook. And so at one point, I thought that I had him safe. We lived together. He was going to school. He was trying to get his his certification in in uh, technology and engineering. And then the enemy came back and I seen it. I seen it. I was like, no dude, this girl's bad for you. I don't want her staying here. She's not moving in, nothing. And he was almost there. He was just writing his dissertation to graduate with a, with a certification, 18 months. He's put into this, this and cycle back. And then he fell wow. off the deep end. So not to really put my brother on blast, my sister's part of this, this conversation because my sister stepped in to try to help him keep his kid. And this is where he got the blemish on his record. And it kind of just went into a really dark place where we don't, like with my family, we love hard and we love to the parts that sometimes when you don't can't accept it, we kind of step back. You just don't know that we're there. We're still loving you from a distance and we bring you in closer. Instead of you pushing us away, we're trying to drag you back in. So my sister stepped in to try to keep her son goes into the system. Part of my, my passion is saving the kids from foster care, too. And so he's, she's trying to save him, and now all of a sudden they're into some turmoil. So now my, phone, my family's broken. So I come in, and I try to mend those fences, hence the name of my nonprofit organization, trying to come in and mend those fences, and I failed because I lost my brother. I mend the fences with my mom, I mend the fences with my sister, but I lost my brother. Right. And so just over the last year and a half, <clears> my <throat> brother, as I'm seeing him get clean, and I'm seeing him try to make an effort to right his wrongs and get out there, doors are slamming left and right in his face. And for somebody like that, it's it's hard to watch your family go through that, knowing that I can fall flat on my face right now. And then tomorrow I can be making $60,000 a year like that if I really want it. Because I'm not afraid of rejection. I'll go out there until I find what I'm after and I'll go and get it. That's just who I've, I've always been. My brother's not. So with the food truck idea, how it came to pass, so I was talking to Jessica and we are trying to figure out how we can start making moves to launching this because it's so powerful, right? And it's and it's something that's necessary. The food truck is to give that gift to my brother because I know with no fifteen years of not working, having a drug history, having that on your record criminally, and it's going to come up in the background. Everybody's going to consistently shut doors in his face.
1: So is your plan is wait? So there's the plan for you to take this food truck <coughs> and to start like you're going to start with your brother who's had his issues. And basically, prove that this model could work. Where you're going to offer food trucks, you're going to help people that have battled drugs and have been in jail and have these records. You're, you're going to. Are you starting something with the non with the food truck, like a nonprofit to get them back to work? Is that what's going so on? So no, the
2: so the, so. For, there's two parts to this. They're not the the food truck will be a revenue generating vehicle. That's my brother's gift. Okay, it's a way for him to earn money. It's a have way for him business. to build okay. some notoriety, Just build a resume. Build his own business. And when people, when he starts to path forge his own path, because he can now, when people start to shut the door in his face, he can say, okay, that's cool, because this is what I've done over the last one year, two years, three years, four years. How long have I decided to be part of it? Let's see, the thing is, is that it's not mine. I'm not his boss. I'm going into business with my brother so that he owns something. And that at the end of the day, it's a little bit of a revenue stream for him, because if he ever wants to walk away from that business because he found his passion, he found his calling, he wants to go after it, I'll just buy him out. I'll buy them out and then I'll find, I'll find somebody and partner up that I can give that same gift to. So eventually, Josh, it's not one food truck. It's just a vehicle. So I don't have to be the glorified panhandler for donations to get my business off the ground. This is I'm going use it, to use it by living out my purpose and use some of that revenue to start paving the way for my foundation. It's going to take a long time. I know that. So in the meantime, I have to be doing things that maneuver in that community and living out my purpose in order for this to come to fruition. So I'm not looking for handouts. I'm I'm right now I'm in the stages of putting it together, the business plan, revising it, met, getting all the title into the business, the name, and then start looking and interviewing and trying to find the right people to sit on the board and help me forge this nonprofit organization and get out to the communities. But firsthand, I'm going to deal with my brother. Now at the end of the night, this truck instead of throwing our food away. We'll be going into those homeless communities
1: and learning their stories and feeding them. That's amazing. So I want to I want to talk about something because last night. So for those of you who don't know, I don't. How do you I just know her as I call her Jess. I, I don't even like to call her Jess the mess. But how do you say her last name? Uh, Oliveras. Olivares. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. I, I I cannot read anyone's last names, I'm horrible. Mine's simple. Something. I <laughs> I can't even pronounce my last name very well. Um, I um, I I've, I've gotten to know her through the online and just watched her growth and, you know, she's one of the most amazing people that <coughs> I enjoy I enjoy I enjoy the content she puts out. I love what she's about. But last night I got to see her in person for the first time and meet her, mm-hmm. and it's so nice knowing that. She's exactly the way she presents herself online. I love that. But I she's I also got to see why she is the way she is, why she fights, why she has the joy, the love she has for her children. Um, it's amazing. And then you guys now have come together and you have this relationship and you're leaving California to move to Arizona for to, to be with Jess and her kids. How... Like, a lot of people are afraid of going... I mean, like, I'm somebody that... It would be hard for me to date somebody with one child. And because I'm selfish. Mm-hmm. Like, I want Karen all... Like, when I'm with her, I'm like, okay, we have our dogs. But, I mean, like, they're not... They kind of fight for our attention. Right. But a lot of men, because of our, our nature, were, <coughs> we're pretty selfish. Mm-hmm. Here you are you're you're now you're moving uh, you know you're moving to Arizona you with a woman that has five children who are amazing kids i mean mind, i i i had so much fun with them here right. it, but i'm also they you know they left after a back couple back. hours i got to give them back you're going into a situation where now it's you and five kids how like like what is that like for you because as a man like you're putting it's not just one or two kids It's not even three kids; it's five, seven actually. Because I have two of my own. You have two of your own? Yeah, we are the freaking you are the Brady bunch.
2: Like, what is? We got a basketball team with two. How do
1: you guys plan on? How do you guys plan on like finding time for each other? Because you've got every like you've got all these little ankle biters that are wanting your attention. How do you? And and it's funny that you say that because I
2: I mean she has like this whole relationship that's grown so organically from six hundred and fifty miles away. Yeah, they're all, they're all, they're everywhere all the time. Like they have no chill, like they have <laughs> no chill. <laughs> but, but here's the thing though, is that the person you're getting to know, I have that with those kids from inception, Really, from the minute they introduced, I got introduced to them one by one through FaceTime. I had an instant connection and it's so funny. as I was sharing with you last night, it's so funny how we already started to assume who were going to be my biggest challenges. None of them are. When I got there, like, they were so excited when they they finally got to meet me and I took that drive. They were all up waiting for me to get there. Chrissy, which is my favorite, she's the 10-year-old. And she's my favorite because we have similar interests. Like, we're just nuts. We jump out of planes. And, well, Jessica told you about her trying to do Ninja Warrior and cliffhanger. (laughs) Yeah. And then Maddie is my twin because literally every single attribute of who she is as a young lady is exactly how I am. Favorite candies, our OCD, we've got asthma, we don't do this, we don't do that, we don't eat this way, we won't do that. But so, and then there's Zoe, and Zoe might have a nine year old, and I've been a part of her, like, I've been in and out of her life because of our differences with my differences with her mother, and the way that she does things, and the way that she raises my daughter. But Zoe has a lot of similarities to when my daughter was her age. Right. She's my soft spot, she's my little cuddle buddy. Like, wherever I'm at, <laughs> she just literally sits right here, and she's so loving and she's so. Adorable and just like, but one thing that, one thing that makes this transition for me so easy is a, I love kids. My sister will tell you like her kids adore me. Like my niece and my nephew are all about me. Right. But I also have the assertiveness to not have to be disrespectful and raise my voice and, and correct or parent with fear. I just have to elevate my voice just a little bit. And everything goes away. Right. With her kids, they've been through so much with Jessica, and they're just, like, her brave, <laughs> resilient, courageous, and so open. Yeah. So I've had the conversations with Chrissy. I talked to all of them via FaceTime, how they felt about it. We don't leave them out of anything. To the point where Madison wrote me that message yesterday that literally oh, yeah, brought yeah, me yeah, to tears yeah. because they're the exact clone of Jessica. So how <laughs> do I do it? I don't live by fear. Fear to me is my best friend because I know what hides behind fear is my next opportunity.
1: Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to cut you off, though. Okay. That's another thing because we talk about that a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mean to cut you off, but we, I, I, that is like fear, the things that we're scared of. The thing that, like last night, what I experienced and then what we all face when it comes to making a decision, it's like we get this idea in our head and it's like, wow, it would be amazing, but... Wow, this would be so amazing, but, and that but is fear. Like, what is it, what do you do to, have you always been that way, or what do you do to condition your mind where you go, oh, that's fear, I'm going to go right to it. I've lived
2: that fear my whole life, that's why I've never reached this moment of of greatness, because I've always held myself. Then why did you
1: shift, and how did you switch, and how did you convince yourself to push through the fear? Because I, during my, this journey of
2: self-reflection, I've realized, I've realized those fears, and I realized that it's holding me back. So when I met me, mm-hmm. I it literally all that went away. And I and I and Justin, I have this conversation all the time. Fear is I learned to reverse engineer things that hold people back and hold myself back from getting what I really want to be. And so with fear, I just look at fear as as just another com- competition, just another roadblock, just another problem I need to find a solution to. But what I've learned is by facing my fears and bare, and barreling through them there's so much beauty on the other side of that that obstacle right and there really is my biggest fear going live with Jessica I'm a very private person my You're I don't doing even, fine
1: now man <laughs> I don't even
2: <laughs> I don't even date people and have them be on my Facebook none of the girls I've ever dated never no girlfriend in my entire life has ever been on my social media
1: well it's not it's not real if it's not Facebook official Says who just it's, it's a Facebook official joke, and uh, never mind. So, um. Um, so, and and so
2: going live with Jessica was the scariest. I took off all my privacy settings because I didn't want to embark on this journey with Jessica and and not and have something that I that I can't be open and honest with her and, right. and have it completely organic. If I'm going to lose this relationship, this could be my fault not society's fault, not opinion's fault. So I needed whatever ugliness, whatever creep or skeleton or goblin or goon was gonna come out, needed to come out then. So dude, I was terrified. I just had dinner, sitting in my car, we're going live. And I the, the fear inside of me, dude, was so crazy. So that's one fear is that I publicly put myself out there. And you know, the funny thing about it is, dude, I've had more positivity and applause and support I've had anything negative come out. The only people that have come out negative doing it in private because they don't want me to know because they're only going to tell one side of that story, and now I won because I'm going to face my fears because I can't be held back anymore. Like, this guy, this guy, Chris, right now is unstoppable because I don't... I'm not protecting myself. I don't want to protect myself anymore. I do in a, in a spiritual sense, but I don't want to protect myself because I need... I need... I need all of that. I need to face everything on an open platform.
1: Okay, but what are you going to do, like, what are you doing to build your armor? Like, your and I, I, that's how I reference it, because those attacks come, and the, and the, and the more steps you take towards your purpose, and the higher up that mountain towards getting there, Mm -hmm. however you want to uh, describe it, those are, the harder the attacks come, for every step up you take, or forward you take, the harder the attacks come, what are you doing to shield yourself from those attacks? I'm drawing
2: closer spiritually to God because I was raised that way. Okay. I was grew up in Pentecostal. I grew up learning a religion that as I've gotten older, I feel like the religion itself kept me from everything oh, that I've wanted to do. Jesus hated religion. But what I realized, <laughs> but what I realized and I realized this at a younger age, I was on the Bible quiz team. I know that Bible, that book, inside and out what I learned at a very young age is that I don't associate with church and standards and telling me how to live my life. That's not what it says. Right. But I have a, I have a spirituality that I'm reconnecting with. And as I'm going through this, I'm drawing closer and closer to that connection. Sure. And I'm starting my day with affirmations, getting internally in myself where I need my private time. I need to dig. I need to digest and I need to declutter. And so what I'm doing to build my armor is by, Staying positive and dropping all the toxicity, being able to internally cleanse myself of things that I don't need. And as I said all that before we got off track was to tell you, man, I have not one negative thing attached to anything in my life to what I'm doing right now. Not right. One. There's not one, there's not one negative onslaught right now. And this is what I know. It's coming. It, this, this is just a serene moment. I'm just giving something in the universe is giving me the time to make sure that I'm ready to get punched in the, in the neck. <laughs> and, and I, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm learning, I'm preparing for it because I'm not naive. Right. And the first idiot that I had to get rid of is my fear. Mm-hmm. So I, every time he's tapping on my shoulder, I was like, I got you, bro. Just wait, just right. watch because you might be here now, but you're going to be back there when I'm done because I'm going to learn how to beat you. And then my like and I do it through positivity. I've always, and if Eric Vonheim ever comes on here, if he even watches this, my best friend of, like 20 years. His thing was like, Chris, how do you continue to fail and then get back on your feet with a smile on your face and, and keep moving? It's just because everything's a lesson. Everything to me is a learning opportunity. Everything is to me is now I know how to get to where I was faster, sure. which means I can get past that in the same length of time it t- took me to get to the first place. Right. So for me, I already know, I already know that. Yeah. Okay. Right. This way kid. It's cool now. <laughs> you're doing good now. And you might not have anything negative attached because you're cleaning out your closet, which is, which is a show I plan on putting together. Um, I got a buddy named David Verity that's looking for humble heroes. And so we collaborated before I moved out of here to possibly start a show about cleaning out the closet and facing your fears and what I've done to do it as well as him. And he's got a show that we're going to collab on trying to find humble heroes, people that have came out of the miry clay, so to speak, and share that but be humble about
1: it. So I'm going to give you some unwarranted advice that you didn't ask for. Mm-hmm. When you have a television show idea, you should never tell anybody about it until it's copywritten. Okay. Well, I might have to change the name. <laughs> you In <and> the concept, <coughs> you got to be careful. Um, that's. But even
2: again, that, that was, that was just my idea. So I appreciate that. So I, I yeah. I'll take note Yeah. It, yeah, it. yeah note but it. But it was a collaboration. <laughs> so, conti- so adding what, to what he has already started. Mm-hmm that might just create a different concept in the name anyways, but that's just something that was in my head because it's synonymous with what I've been doing. And I've been internally cleaning out my own closet through self-reflection. So, so that's what I'm doing to build my armor is just trying to connect with positive influence, positive people, building my, my circle that are are around like-minded people that don't spew toxicity into my world. And then I know that I'm gearing up and I know that eventually it's going to come. And I'm one day I'm going to get punched in my Adam's apple. I'm not going to be able to breathe for about a half a minute. And I'm going to know that now is the time to really start fighting for what it is that I want, because these, these little goons aren't going to go anywhere. They're just going to keep coming. That's right.
1: Uh, Real quick. Hold on. I'm going to get Veronica. Thank you so much. You said life is like a video game. You don't give up. Uh, You don't give up the first time you lose. Yeah. You know, I'm so thankful now that you have unlimited lives on video games. Um, (laughs) Jessica says, just say one. Great job, Chris. Uh, Catherine, good to see you. I've worked in youth protection for 30 years, as many go on to lead successful lives through youth empowerment, fostering independence, and teaching social skills, life skills. However, there are some also in need of psychological assistance and motivating these youth to make positive changes in their lives. Lives is the key. Um, I I hundred percent agree with that. I we talked about this yesterday. Actually, she brings up a point. We um we were at a shelter um, last weekend, and it was it, it was a very strange thing. Like you always hear about the homeless. Like you you hear that there's some homeless that you know that, that, that want to get on their feet and make a change. And there's some and some people say, oh no, they're worthless. I've always been one to believe that you have three types of homeless and I could be wrong but I believe this. You have the homeless that are homeless but they want to get back on their feet and they want to have a job and they want to they don't want to be on the streets. Right. Then you have the homeless that are mentally ill that honestly if they just got somebody to help give them the proper medical care they wouldn't be homeless anymore, right? They they could get back on their feet. They would be able to get their sanity about them. And then you have the others that really are just really far gone and they really need to be institutionalized in a nice way. Right at the shelter, we got to see it. Um, we got to see all three types of homeless, and it was it was it was it was a different experience for me, to be honest with you. But seeing the people that were my age, that that they were around my age anyway, that you could see that they didn't have hope in their eyes, mm-hmm. and it's <clears throat> it's one of the, that was probably the, one of the most heartbreaking things that I think that I ever. You know, could have experienced, and and sometimes that hopelessness is momentary, yep. and sometimes it's something that's ongoing. Have you ever fig? Have you ever experienced a time of just pure hopelessness, and and if so, what got you through it? No, no, no. Wow, that's that's a blessing. I, you know, that's something that I honestly I could. I have to be I have to be truthful and say the same thing, like even when I but I'm but I have to say, though, it, it's because I had little angels in my life. I had my mother. I had Karen. I had even at my darkest times when I was trying to kill myself, I had people that believed in me and that gave me like just enough, like a sprinkle of hope mm-hmm. to always make me get up and fight and to keep going to not give up. And and it's so hard, like the mentorships and, and, and the people that are that sacrifice and work in youth pro- programs, people like yourself who are motivated to help empower other people and give people opportunity like that stuff is so important. Like everybody that's listening, it you guys like you if you if you think that you can't make a difference, you, you're wrong, because sometimes it's as simple as a smile. Mm -hmm. sometimes it's as simple like when I close um those of you have that have watched the show on Facebook know that I typically close the show by saying pick up the phone and call somebody that you haven't talked to in a long time and tell them that you're grateful for them Mm -hmm. tell them that you're they're loved tell them that they're appreciated and you believe in them and like sometimes that phone call oh my gosh like that can be the difference to get somebody through um there's a lady named Annette that'll probably end up listening to this show another time. But when I was homeless, she, I, I and, it, and again, it was, my homelessness was in a hundred thousand dollar car, but, and then I later gave up and haven't had a car since, but she called me and gave me an opportunity when I was literally at that moment wanting to just end it all. Mm-hmm. Like I had, I was losing hope, but that got me through the next day. So, again, I guess the point of what I'm trying to say is you guys don't know how important you are to other people. Mm -hmm. So if you think that you don't matter, I'll prove it to you. Pick up the phone and call someone you haven't talked to and tell them you care about them and figure out if you matter or not. I assure you that you do. I mean, I love that message, dude, because that
2: happened on my way out here for people. Four people I haven't talked to in forever. One of them is a guy named Tristan Carberry, who is like he's ten years younger than me. He was my personal trainer at Twenty Four Hour Fitness when I moved to San Diego. He needed he was going through a bad breakup, and I gave him a place to stay at an extra bedroom. Right. We, we 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 were connected here. We had we like it was a big brother little brother type situation. But I have a lot of life experience, and he didn't he had didn't want nothing to do with it. Good. So, he had a lot of, he had, I had a lot of life experiences he didn't want to connect. And then we did got disconnected. He moved to Bashan Island, we got separated. And I don't know why, but he's on my heart to call him. So I did. Now yeah. he's on a spiritual journey. We're interconnected. He's like, Chris, he's like, dude, your kinetic energy is fucking ridiculous. I can <laughs> feel you. Same thing with this guy, Chris Williams, Mike Corsino, who I'm actually going to connect with later tonight, because like I told him what I was trying to do and he felt compelled to share his story. So, it's crazy, dude. You never know who you're going to reach. You just got to put it out there.
1: Aaron says, everyone has infinite potential. They just need to be aware of that and learn how to tap into that power. Amen to that. Guys, uh, the show is coming to an end in 50 seconds. But, Chris, I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for coming, being the first person on the new platform. Um, your message is not done. Um, there's so much more to talk about and discuss. And I look forward to having you on again, as yes, you guys, your journey. Um, congratulations to you for taking that leap of faith and following that calling inside you. I think it's the most beautiful thing in the world because I truly believe that living your purpose is the only way to have joy in this world. And uh, you, my man, I, I, I admire you for taking that leap of faith and um, you know, you've, you've got a friend in Karen and I, and anything we can do to support you on your journey, we want to do. So thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Guys, thank you so much uh, for joining the very first Morning Gratitude with the mayor on our new platforms. I <clears> want <throat> to give a shout-out to Armed Radio, Armed Radio Global.com. Of course, the Facebook Live audience, we love you. Thank you so much uh, for being with us from day one. I just – when we just started on a phone, and now we are moving up in the world, it looks like um, – But um, God bless you all. Thank you so much. Tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Pacific, we are live with an incredible guest. um, And hopefully we'll be a little bit more organized when we get started (laughs) tomorrow. Um, But, again, thank you guys so much. We are going to go, look, full steam ahead. Um, It's going to be an amazing next few weeks as we transition and grow. But I'm extremely thankful and grateful for all of you. And um, we'll see you very, very soon. Thank you so much. Shout out, much love. Take care.
2: But yeah, man, that, that same thing happened where I reached out to people I haven't talked to in a
0: while. For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro colored bark mulch from the Home Depot. Now three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden. Not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro colored bark mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store.